ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Scare Blast podcast. And now here's your host, Lisa Burton. Hi everyone, welcome to Scare Blast podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Burton, and I'm joined today by actor-improviser Thomas Kelly. Hi, Thomas. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. Good. Um, Thomas has chosen the 2001 movie, The Others. Uh, with Nicole Kidman. This is a great movie. Uh, I have a couple questions to ask you, Thomas. Okay. Do you like scary movies? I do. You do? I do. And when you reach for a scary movie, what do you typically reach for? Ooh. Like a supernatural, like this type? Um, I don't know if I'm the too particular. I, I guess I like most everything. Like there was like a, a definite period in my life where I felt like it was a nice palate cleanser of like, I've got a lot of stuff going on, and, like, a good scare will kind of, like, wipe wipe my palate, my mental yeah. palate clean. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, any sort of, I don't know, I, I'm not aware of any genre that I would be, like, you know, maybe people stuck in a house or, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, the ones where, like, people are stalked by something. Oh, yeah. That's what you like? I feel like that's kind of what I've watched the most. Mm-hmm. Like a You're Next or, like, yeah. A, a, yeah, that's great. Um, so this is not typically your brand of scary movie. No. Okay. Well, I mean, like, uh, but it's yeah. all, I also watch so many movies that it's like, <laughs> there's not, it's not like I have a set, go-to. Yeah. Um, okay. Thomas, will you please summarize the scary movie for us? Woof. There's a lot mm-hmm. in it. So it's kind of like you got Nicole Kidman and she's got two kids mm-hmm. and they can't be around light. And then these servants come and there's maybe something up with them, but then there's also ghosts and there's, you know, it's like trying to, you know, and there's also like the title, the others. So like, you mm-hmm. know, who is the others? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. You know, the mother, when she describes at the end having died, she shot herself and then she woke up and heard her children laughing and playing in the next room with the pillows that she thought she had just mm-hmm. killed them with. Mm-hmm. So she felt like she had gotten a second chance and then was able to then, you know, adhere to their strict lesson plans and help them be better kids and grow up better. So I thought that was an interesting take on death, that it would mm. be just a thing that you sort of feel like you wake up and then you're still surrounded by the people that you love or, you know, or that things were okay. Things are okay when just a moment before they were definitely not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess both times I feel like I had a, like I had more of a sense of it this time of like, I, I killed myself and then I found my kids. But that idea of like, oh, I can make things better. Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of, that sounds like a theme I wish was there more of, like, seeing her kind of, like, struggling to be a better mother. Yeah. I think would be, like, you know, interesting of, like, mm-hmm. oh, I killed my kids, but I have a second chance. Yeah. But maybe I'm still a bit of a psychopath. Yeah. Know, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was weird. Do you think it was the husband's absence that made her go crazy? Or do you think she was bipolar? Yeah. <sighs> I, I like. I would love it if she was bipolar. Uh-huh. I think, or like having some like, you know. I think Nicole Kidman's a great casting in that she's so frail, but she's like. I think she probably could be crazier. I like just like getting to the point where you find out that she killed her kids. It's like, oh, 
like, I want to see th- this woman who killed her kids. Like, yeah. where was this woman? Yeah. Like, who just, like, it, it took her so much to, like, smack her kid. And that, like, she felt terrible after that. Mm-hmm. Like, that should be, like, your second scene mm-hmm. where you see her smack her kids. And then, like, you know, what does she do after that? You know? I, mm-hmm. And then, once again, like, I feel like that's kind of very Spanish of, like, this kind of, like, explosive, like, you know, explosive thing. Or, like, I smack you. And it's, like, I feel like if that were to happen, like, my my idea if that were to happen in, like, a Spanish thing, it, like, wouldn't seem as big if, like, a mom slapped her child. And, you know, it wouldn't be such, like, a, oh, my God. what Who am I as a mother? Like, uh, I'm going to have to go, like, I, I, I should give up my kids because I am just a monster. Like, you know, but, like, and I feel like if I saw that, once again, in, like, a Spanish movie of, like, a mom smacking your kid and then just, like... You know, the next scene, they're kind of back to, like, reading at a table. I feel like I would, you know, just like, uh, but so I would love it if she was bipolar. But I, it, I think they're kind of pushing more for, like, the situation was so tough. And she was just a woman left on her own with nothing, with these, like, <laughs> photosensitive kids. And, like, the servants were even like, uh, we're going to get out of here and not say a word. It's really fucking weird that they chose to have those kids be, like, actually diseased. I was, I thought it would have been a lot more, and looking back on it, I was like, this movie's super interesting because it's about Munchausen by proxy. This mm-hmm. is definitely what's going on. But no, you actually find out that like, oh, they're dead, so now they no longer have this affliction. But while they were alive, they definitely had this thing happening. Yeah, I guess so. But is that like one of those things that like, you you don't know? Yeah. And, like, and so, like, you know, you have the theme of, like, is it the mom? Is it the servants? Is it these ghosts? And, like, the kids are, photo- like, you know. It's, like, so many. St- at Christianity, there's just, like, you know, like, well, like as you're kind of watching it and you're, like, oh, sure, I'm along for the ride. Like, I think it's kind of fine. But, like, watching it again, it's just, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, what do you think the tablets were that the servant that Mrs. Mills was giving Nicole Kidman. She kept giving her two tablets, and she said it kept it was for your migraines. Do you think that actually was just migraine medication? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like they still have to, like they still eat, like they're still like raking leaves. Like this afterlife is very boring. So like, <laughs> I think that maybe includes medicine or like you know, like that, you know, I think it could like. Yeah, but once again, that could have been, like, you know, is that poison, or, like, does she take the thing, and she's, like, drugged, and, like, that's when, like, the servants, like, talk, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah, what a strange movie. It, um, you know what's interesting about this movie is that I know there are, like, so many things wrong with it, like, you know... The two kids climbing down the pipe to, and the one kid was was always afraid of heights or always afraid of everything because he just is afraid of everything, but still was able to go out and climb down the pipe. And the sister seemed so proud of him for that. Mm-hmm. And those kids have such a lovely relationship. There are so many things wrong with this movie. The weird way that the husband comes back out of the fog and comes comes back to have sex with his wife one last time before going back out into the fog. Yeah. So strange. But also, I still enjoy this movie. Yeah. I still like it. Like, I still like the aesthetic and the ghost effects and the idea behind it I really like, mm-hmm. which is, for me, enough to watch it. 
but there's so much wrong with this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, when I first watched it, like, you know, so much was happening. And I feel like all the performances are good. Like, I think the kids really kind of, like, the kids do a great job. Um, and, like, you know, all the performances are great. Like, the lighting's great, the music's great, the sound's great. Um, it's just, like, the story, like, I think if you come back to it again, or, like, I think it's even, you know, possible to kind of see it on your first time of, like, you know, as you're kind of going to be like, oh, it's, you know, about the mother, or like, oh, it's about the servants, and now there's ghosts, and it's, you know, what, like, what, what's, what, what's happening, and now there's, like, the, the dad's back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I was, like, watching it, like, you know, I think I saw, like, Spanish name as director, and then, like, you know, uh, I remember hearing this this uh, screenwriter talking about like writing scripts and like Hollywood is like uh, we want you. It's like we want you to go from like uptown to Bucktown, mm-hmm. but we don't want you to take these roads. So like I can only imagine like them being like, great, we like we like like it was like, whoever wrote the Patriot because he was like we we love the swamp fox but we, you can't have like you can't have slavery you can't have the, the stuff. <laughs> so like this one is like we love your spanish movies but you, you got to tone down the christianity all right this christian stuff is like it can you can, have, you can have a little bit of it and then it's like then it kind of felt like well the servant we got to make the servants crazier give them some more like it, it, like I, I wonder if it was like you know first time spanish director working in like a hollywood system where it's like oh we got to we got to bump up these ghosts, like how can we, like everything kind of seemed like it was like, we, we had to have everything at Hollywood levels to where like, you know, the balance of the ship kind of rocked it back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was like, it was real strange and no surprise. I think that this particular director then no longer really makes scary movies like this. Um, his name is Alejandro, Amanabar. Amanabar? Amanabar? I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name. I'm butchering it somehow. Mm-hmm. Amanabar. We'll say it's Amanabar. Uh, but Alejandra Amanabar. Uh, he was also the director writer of. Do you know the other movie he directed and wrote that was in. Oh. I saw it's got like Rachel Weiss in it. Vanilla Sky? Oh. Yeah, I, don't I don't think he directed that. Did he direct that? It says he was the director writer. But uh, he at least wrote it. Oh, no, no, no. He, uh, he directed and wrote, sorry. He directed and wrote the Spanish version of Vanilla Sky, which is Puede Bocas Reverdebra. Yeah, it was something else. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. That's so okay. I don't know it. But, um, but yeah, he wrote the Spanish version of Vanilla Sky. And directed the Spanish version of Vanilla Sky. So I think this might be his only English. He's, he, he like, looked him up on IMDb. Sure. He made something else. Rachel Weiss is in it. Okay. And I think, I don't remember ever seeing the trailer. But it's, like, set in Egypt. Uh-huh. And it has, like, she, like, and all, like Oscar Isaac's in it as well. I remember seeing that in, like, the... I mean, you know, Isaac, Oscar Isaac has just blown up. So, uh-huh. like, having him be in the movie, I don't think, is a, yeah, as right. big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but Rachel Weiss, I think hey. she has an Oscar, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but it's, like, very, it was a very Christian theme of, like, a woman, like, an Egyptian woman who, like, falls in love with a Christian or something. And it's just, like, <laughs> uh, but it's, like, it's, like, you know, a period piece. Yeah. And then, like, he has something new that's coming out. Or, like, 
that's filming. Huh. How odd. What an odd, uh, like, quirky movie to unpack. Mm-hmm. Seemingly fluid movie to watch. Totally. Really quirky movie to unpack and talk about the discrepancies and in- inconsistencies and, and so many questions at the end of this movie uh, left unanswered. Because, like, I mean, I, like, oh, I, like, Orphanage was still on your list. You uh-huh. haven't watched it yet. Yeah, yeah. Have, you have not watched no, it? No, uh, I have seen Orphanage, but I haven't watched it for this podcast. But it's like, I feel like something like with The Orphanage, like, mm-hmm. is also kind of something that, like, The Orphanage, to me, feels very similar to this, but, like, just, mm-hmm. I feel like, the, you know, the language is just, like, enough to, like, you forgive, like, a lot of things and just mm-hmm. kind of be like, oh, okay, sure, I don't understand why that's happening now, but, yeah, okay. Just different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So let me ask you, if we were to rate this movie in old woman eyes, because those eyes are creepy, uh, so let's say 10 old woman eyes means that this movie is a great scary movie, you would recommend it to other people, one old woman eye is like, not enough old woman eyes, you need at least two, but like, one is bad. Mm-hmm. How many old woman eyes would you give this movie? I say when I first saw it. Last month, it was like a seven, yeah. seven or eight. And then watching again, it, I was just like, bumped it back down at like a six. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I think this might be the only movie that like, even after every time that I've watched it, I would have been like, oh, this is a seven. This is definitely a seven. But after, after talking about this movie and actually working through some of the weird discrepancies that happen in this movie and some of the weird questions that are left unasked, it's divided. It's like I want to give the acting an eight and then the actual script like a four. Yeah. So six? So I think six is also... But there's, like, some good scare... Like, there's some good scares in there. Yeah. Like, that seance is, like, un- insane. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a, like I feel like they kind of... Like, watching it again, I'm like, oh, I got lost here. And then, like, oh, that's just, like, you know, yeah. nightmare territory. Yeah. I think... And I love paranormal movies. I think for a paranormal movie, there are some really good paranormal moments in this movie that are better than other better paranormal movies. Um, the seance scene, and there are seance scenes in a ton of scary movies. Mm-hmm. This seance scene is great. Um, in the top five seance scenes, I would say. Yeah. And the scares where she's walking through the house, and the, when the curtains are all off the windows, that's spooky. Or the piano playing by itself, that's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, I think you're right. This is like a six. It's not that great. Um, are you ready for trivia? Yeah, are you ready for some trivia? I am so ready for some trivia. Okay, here we go. For which actor of this film was it their final performance before they, too, passed away? Like Mr. Tuttle? I don't know. I don't know his name. That's a great question. Uh, a great guess, rather. That's a great guess. It wasn't. It was the uh, the old woman. Oh, the old woman. Yeah. Oh. Her name is Renee Asherson. And she... This film was a 2001 film. She passed away in 2014. 
So this was her last film. Uh, she was age 99, so she lived a nice long life. But she was born May 19th, 1915. Wow. That was really neat. Yeah. Your turn. Uh, what was the name of the original program that the uh, movie is based on? The Innocence. Is that right? It's the others. The other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was like the others, and then like they remade it into like the voices or something, and then like. Yeah, this was. That's really funny. That's a great trivia question. <laughs> um, yeah, there were a number of things that this was uh, rumored to be based on, mm. because there was also a radio play yeah. or something that this had roots in, and the others. Is actually like a 1940s movie, right? Or 30s? Uh, it was like I think the like what I got from IMDb mm-hmm. was like it was like armchair drama, which I couldn't tell if it was like that meant like radio or like that was kind of like it seemed like it could be like early TV, like yeah. something, something or other. Super fun. <laughs> armchair theater. Oh, is what because I remember it was like just like the two a perfect name of like yeah we're combining. These home things with, like, what you used to do. (laughs) Um, All right. There were a few clues, like physical clues throughout the movie that, uh, and this is not, like, lines from the movie, uh, that they were dead the entire time. And I have three written here, but do you have any ideas through the movie that you can remember that were clues? Hmm. That they were dead. You know, I wonder if there was like something like in the spooky pictures, like the picture book pictures that they were showing. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Seemed very ghosty. Yeah, and doesn't that seem that definitely was somewhere where I was looking for them mm-hmm. in those pictures for sure. Um, maybe like they never ate, like you never saw them eat or anything. It was eating was one of it. Uh, the little girl ate toast, and that was the only time she ate toast, or that anyone ate anything in this movie, and she said that the toast tasted funny. So the idea there might have been that in the afterlife, food doesn't taste the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was that when Nicole Kidman is sewing, she pricks her finger. Uh, she doesn't bleed. Mm-hmm. And then when they hug their dad when he comes, they hug him in the light. And there was no amount of, like, freaking out the same way that there was later in the movie when all Mm. the curtains are off. Mm -hmm. The curtain rods. Those were the three that I had written down. All right. Uh, Where was Nicole Kidman born? Australia. Honolulu, Hawaii. No, really? Yeah. hey Yeah. That's a great trivia question. Neat. I didn't know. I guess she was born in Honolulu. And then her family moved to D.C., hmm. and I guess her parents are Australian, so then they finally moved back to Australia at a certain point. Oh, neat. Australia. Australia? Can you do an Australian accent? I mean, just your typical, like, Australian accent, you know. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, do you remember The Four Hells? There's, like, Purgatory was one, but that was, like, not not the one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't remember. Like, I guess mm-hmm. there's, like, the, the bad one and the good one. <laughs> the one that's, I don't know. Yeah, all the hells. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, the damned. There's the hell of the damned. 
the purgatory. Mm -hmm. There's the bosom of Abraham, which I couldn't quite make that out from the kid's mouth. And when I looked it up, there are a number of different names for that one. But I'm interested to know what that hell is. Uh Uh, And the last one is children's limbo. Or in some cases, it's called infant's limbo. Which some Christians believe that infants, when killed, go to infant's limbo. Which is also why abortion, I guess, becomes such a big deal for some people. Mm. Um, Yeah. Your turn. Um, How long is the movie? Mm. 94 minutes. 101 minutes. hey <laughs> Great trivia yeah. question. <laughs> 101 minutes. That's actually like a pretty long, scary movie. Yeah, I guess like they're mostly, the shorter the better, right? Yeah. A lot of scary movies are like 84 to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sounds really specific, but you'd be surprised by number of scary movies that are 84 minutes long. Well, you might be surprised. You just might be really surprised. Surprise! 84 minutes. All right. The last trivia question. What year did the servants die? Hmm. Maybe like uh, 1921. 1891. 1891. 1891. Of tuberculosis. They died in December of 1891. Thanks so much for coming and doing this podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. For taking the time and watching the others again for the second time in a month. And um, Thomas, if we are going to find you anywhere, which we got to find you. Okay. Where would we find you? Uh, Okay. Um... I'd say Monday nights, 8 p.m. at Quincher Saloon, um, or Fridays, midnight at the Annoyance for Holy Fuck Comedy Hour, mm-hmm. um, or in Uptown, just kind of, or the Uptown Library, I'm there a bunch. It's like, if you don't have a library card, get a library card. Thank you, Thomas. You're welcome. <laughs>